This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, August 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Battling over biofuel waivers. Dems get specific on ag. Are they going too far? Ruling adds new twist to WOTUS rewrite. Again, before we start this morning, here's an editor's note. Daybreak will not be published next week. Publication will resume on Tuesday, September 3rd. Purdue heads to cord country amid ethanol blowup. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is in eastern Nebraska today at a challenging time for the Trump administration in corn and soybean country. The trade war with China is raging on. The biofuels industry is furious over refiners getting biofuel usage exemptions. And then there was the incident this week when the USDA employees were pulled from a private crop tour after a telephone threat. USDA, EPA at odds over restoring waived RFS gallons. Before leaving D.C., Purdue met with President Donald Trump and EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler on Thursday in an effort to tamp down frustration over the biofuel waivers. Earlier in the week, several senior-level cabinet officials had come up with five different proposals to regain support of biofuel groups and farmers. Uh, according to a memo obtained by AgriPulse, EPA agreed to four out of those five proposals, but not to one, suggesting EPA redistribute a reasonable number of gallons that were subject to small refinery waivers. Timing for next China talks still unclear. Chinese officials won't say whether they'll send negotiators back to Washington next month to continue trade talks. Gao Feng, a spokesman for China's Commerce Ministry, said yesterday that his country hopes the U.S. will back away from imposing a new round of tariffs on September 1st. Gao also reiterated China's threat to retaliate against the U.S. When there are new tariffs imposed by the U.S., China will have to take some countermeasures, he said. Democrats in bidding war on rural plans. Senator Bernie Sanders is the latest Democratic presidential candidate to come out with detailed proposals on agriculture and rural policy, and his are probably the most aggressive of all. Sanders released a $16 trillion plan yesterday to carry out the Green New Deal that includes $410 billion in agriculture spending alone. The ag proposals include a $160 billion subsidy program for farmers, who increase soil carbon levels. That's a concept that is common across the plans of Democrats that have been proposed. But Sanders is seeking to remake much of the U.S. economy, and that includes agriculture. He wants to push more farmers into organic farming, make it harder for large livestock farms to operate, and even subsidize urban dwellers to turn their yards into farmettes. Keep in mind... Sanders' plan and others aren't aimed so much at farmers as they are young voters and the Democratic base for whom climate change is a top issue. Peterson, Dems too far left for rural voters. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota says Trump's support among farmers appears to be softening, but Sanders and other Democratic candidates are running too far to the left to appeal to rural voters. Peterson told AgriPulse's Sarah White during a stop in Representative Vicki Hartzler's Missouri district yesterday. That's what Trump's big advantage is. All the Democrats, they might re-elect him if they keep all this up. 
there are no Democrats like me left. NFU leader likes candidates' attention. The president of the National Farmers Union, Roger Johnson, says he's never seen the level of detail that the Democratic presidential candidates are offering in their ag proposals this year. Johnson said agriculture is getting a lot more attention than it has in any presidential campaign I can remember in my lifetime. That's a good thing. He also credits the candidates for, quote, trying to bring the climate debate into the agricultural space. Johnson, more trade aid to come. Johnson worries that the Trump administration's successive trade aid packages will ultimately undermine congressional support for farm programs, both because of the size of individual payments and the size of the spending overall. Even so, Johnson doesn't think the spending will continue beyond 2020 when Trump is up for re-election. He said, I'd be willing to bet you're going to have another one next year. I bet the chances of next year are a hell of a lot higher than they are the year after. Peterson shares his concern that the new market facilitation program could backfire politically. He said, there are going to be a lot of my farmers who are going to get 500 grand. That's a lot of money, he said. WOTUS ruling adds new wrinkle to rewrite. A Georgia federal judge's ruling should give a boost to the Trump administration's ongoing effort to rewrite the Obama administration's Waters of the U.S. rule. U.S. District Judge Lisa Godby Wood found the 2015 rule violated the Clean Water Act by categorically making interstate waters jurisdictional and using overly broad definitions for tributaries and waters adjacent to them. Ellen Steen, general counsel at the American Farm Bureau Federation, said Wood found fault with the EPA's interpretation of some of the most basic principles of the Clean Water Act, most importantly, which waters the federal government may regulate and which waters must be left to states and to municipalities. On the other hand, National Wildlife Federation attorney Jim Murphy noted the judge used former Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy's significant nexus test to analyze the legality of the rule. EPA and the Corps are instead trying to base their proposed changes on late Justice Antone Scalia's narrower reading of the Clean Water Act. So what's next? A rule officially repealing the 2015 rule is expected out soon, and EPA and the Corps are hoping to get their replacement rule out by the end of the year. U.S. pork exports recovering after Mexico tariffs lifted. It's only been a few months since Mexico lifted its 20% tariff on U.S. pork, part of the country's retaliation against U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs. But trade is already returning to the levels of pre-tariff trade, according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Canada, Denmark, and Germany took a small percentage of Mexico's market share away from U.S. suppliers, but U.S. pork shipments kept flowing into Mexico under the tariffs thanks to the fact that many U.S. companies absorbed those losses. The value of U.S. exports declined by about 37% in 2018. Reports from industry suggest that U.S. pork exports to Mexico have since returned to normal, up 15% in volume after the removal of the tariffs, that according to the Foreign Ag Service. White House drops plan to cut aid programs. 
Trump's decision not to cancel $4 billion in unspent foreign aid programs has removed a potential landmine in congressional budget deliberations this fall. It's a good thing that President Trump has backed off his recession threat. The power of the purse is one of Congress' most fundamental responsibilities. That the word of Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer of New York. He said, I hope he has learned the lesson not to play games with the budget. Here's today's She Said It. It is completely doable to win in Iowa, but we're not going to do it unless we have someone at the top of the ticket who can win in the Midwest and rural areas. That Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar on the chances of a Democratic candidate being President Trump in Iowa. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, August 23rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.